Ladies and gentlemen, sit back and get comfortable. But not too comfortable. It's the WCHL Podcast with WCHL Commissioner Christopher Perry and Andrew Majorkirk. Yes, indeedy duty. It is indeed the WCHL Commissioner Christopher Perry. That's me. And we're made whole on this edition of the WCHL podcast because we have our very best friend in the entire world, Andrew Majorkirth, on the other end of the line. Andrew, say hello to the masses. Hey, hey, hey. Look at you. I like that. It sounded like Fat Albert. That was pretty good. It, it's Andrew. All right. Well, Andrew, hey, we've missed you. We've had a couple of podcasts without you. We've we've missed your uh, wit and your wisdom. Oh, yeah. I bet you have. I have. I have. I have. So, uh, well, welcome back. It's... Uh, it's it's a pleasure. We know that you've been busy. You know, there's no games to talk about in the WCHL here in the fall of twenty, um, fall of twenty twenty or whatever we're going to call this, the COVID season. Yeah, we got no games to talk about. No stinks, doesn't it? Yeah, it stinks. Is right. There's no uh, no teams playing, at least out of the out of the Western Collegiate League. So, uh, but you you had something going uh, here pretty recently. If, yep. hey, let's reintroduce Andrew to the masses, to the eleven people that listen to the podcast. <laughs> Andrew, not only being my very best friend in the entire world, and the uh, a semi decent co host of this podcast. <laughs> yeah, Andrew is also the head cheerleader and the general manager for the university of oklahoma hockey team and so with that context andrew please tell us what you recently did well we just recently finished up on sunday we had a little red white scrimmage for the boys to send them off on thanksgiving break in grand fashion a, th- a red white interest squad game he had what 15 i think he had 15 per side correct Yep. Yeah, we've got, well, we have 33 kids and 32 of the 33 participated, so. The game uh, kicked off right at the uh, uh, crisp time of uh, 8.45-ish at night. It had to. Yeah, way way too late for me. Well, once again, it was a a Blazers Ice Center production. It was uh, touted as an 8.30 puck drop, and you tuned in at 8.30 uh for for the event and sure enough you get to watch some glorious men's league action yeah 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 i should have i should have known right that we'd have had two men's league games go to overtime on us to push us back right i'm just sitting here thinking you know what we don't even have a season and you guys can't even get the puck drop right (laughs) i I mean you're you're screwing up your own intra-squad game at least Uh, at least push the dang thing back to nine o'clock and that way uh you've got some buffer but holy crap what amateur hour already yeah i had i had a 30 minute window built in there and and i'll be two of the games when i walked in the building the what was it the second to the last game had about five minutes to go and i saw it was tied and i was like oh it's like come on boys (laughs) that one went to overtime and then the last game of the night went to overtime well i totally I totally blame the general manager for that uh, misfire. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Always blame the guy in charge, right? Well, yeah, well, of course, of course, of course. Well, how, how did it turn out? It was a red-white scrimmage. Did you do three periods, or did you do something else? So we so we did a five-minute warm-up, and then we did two 25-minute halves. Yeah. So didn't want to get too carried away, so I, we just did. Let, let me ask, did you zam before the five-minute warm-up? Zam before the before the warm up, and then we played the first half, and then a zam, and came back for the second half. Give me a break. We did. It was, it was a scrimmage. Official. It was official. We did it. <laughs> we did it up right. We did it right. Okay. All right. So yeah. two halves, and how'd the game turn out? Uh, you know, it was all right. I thought. I thought the boys did okay. The uh, well, tell us what the score was, Dingleberry. Come on, don't tell me uh, it was all right. I, <laughs> Did it end in a ten to ten, or was it a one to one tie, or what? I, I knew you were going to ask me that. I th- I believe it was a one to one tie. Yeah. So we went to a five man shootout, and what they do? Three of the five kids on each side scored in the shootout. So we went <laughs> to we went to three extra guys, and finally the goaltender Richard Albrecht made the final stop and won it for team red. 
So, yeah, how about that? At 11 o'clock, I was ready to go home. I can Jeez. tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> I was, well, yeah, I was, yeah, Richard Albrecht was the hero of my night because he got me out of there. Now let me ask this: You, uh, uh, who were you? One of the one of the coaches? I was not. I was not. My uh, my scorekeeper had to bail on me, so I ran the illustrious scoreboard for the <laughs> for the event. Uh, oh boy! Well, I noticed that it was uh, uh, produced or or um, presented, uh, broadcasted, if you will, by Black Dog Hockey. Yep. Yep. Uh, one of the few rare times apparently that it was uh broadcast for free so yeah uh, yeah so they they did us a solid so i reached out to black dog um earlier last week and told him what we were doing and since he's mostly got the california high school stuff and and wca or wshl and and things like that all of his teams aren't playing obviously because of covid right now so he's actually shut all of his servers down and basically shut his business down. And so what he did was he did us a solid and linked us up with his YouTube channel. So full, full broadcast on our side, everything looked the same except for going to his servers and going through the paid version. He sent it through his YouTube channel and made it free for the masses to watch. So very nice. Yeah, so he did us a solid there. I thought that was pretty cool. I'm going to presume since it was on YouTube that it's still up there if you're bored and you're jonesing for some yeah. ACHA nice. Men's Division One hockey, you can find a red-white game up there. I think it's I think it's going to be there for a week, so I think it's up through, through the weekend maybe before oh, he's going to oh, take really? it down, he said. Oh, I think yeah. he said a week, yeah. Wow, he's going to take it down. Yeah, he, he said he'll take it down, and then but he'll leave it up for a week, so if there's any parents or anybody – they couldn't watch it on Sunday. They could go back when they have time this week and, and catch it and go from there. Interesting. Now I got to ask this, Andrew, you, you mentioned it went to a five person shootout. It did. Why a five person shootout? Uh, we wanted to get as many kids involved as we could. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, yeah, it's yeah, basically, yeah, that's the short and sweet answer. <laughs> well, that, that was definitely short and sweet. Uh, yeah. I just want to make sure it wasn't because you didn't know the ACHA rules. So, Nah, we, we, we were like, we're going to do it our way. We're going to do it the right way this time. Good, and good. Which, did, did you get a good crowd or was there uh, I mean. So we, so our school guidelines, like, like most places, the NCAA guidelines is 25% seating capacity of what you normally could. So I tallied up that we had about 500 550 seats somewhere in that neighborhood. So we just capped it at 150 and I believe we probably had a hundred and 2,530 people come out mostly in a good thing, mostly college kids. Really? So that was, yeah, that was good to see. We didn't, we had a few parents, local kids that we have on the team that their parents showed up a couple of Dallas kids, their parents drove up. So it was good to, good to see those, the parents and all that. But yeah, mostly, mostly college kids, friends of kids on the team and all that, that showed up and supported them. So, all right. yeah. So it was kind of, kind of a little ruckus, you know? Um, from the crowd giving it to the boys so it was it was a good atmosphere it was fun very very nice well now fun. so oklahoma has played a red white game i know that uco is playing I, I don't know that they're playing uh you know their version of the bronco cup um that's usually what they do after the season uh so yeah. i know that they're that they're on the ice though this semester uh, uh missouri state has already had their coaches cup competition which was kind of cool. Now those games are up on YouTube and you can watch those as well. And they're not being taken down after a week. So they're up there for good just cause that's how a reputable thing does. <laughs> <laughs> excuse me. Excuse me. Yeah. Oh, excuse me. I had a, had a little hard time there. Uh, um, uh-huh. Arizona state has their, uh, uh, they have their, college elite hockey league that they've been playing at the Oceanside arena and those games are not broadcast, but that's uh, they're keeping busy. So it's kind of, uh, even though these are COVID times and people aren't playing hockey games per se, in terms of school against school, uh, uh, programs are finding innovative ways to keep their kids busy. And that's pretty awesome. Yeah. It's, you know, we were talking about it with me and the coaching staff and, you know, we've been skating since August, you know, in small groups. And then we've been doing team stuff here lately. And it's, you know, it's like I told the players before the game, I'm, I'm proud of them because it's been a huge commitment. But our guys show up at the rink at 6.30 in the morning, five days a week for practice. And, you know, when you're sitting there 
at 6.30 in the morning in the middle of September, and you don't even know if you're going to play in January or not, you know, that's a, that's a large commitment to show up and do that and be, and have that dedication. And, uh, you know, we wanted to throw them a little bone and kind of let them get out and blow some steam off and have fun. And I think we, I think they did that. Well, I was going to ask, did they, did they enjoy it or were they sitting there saying, ah, this is just a waste? Yeah, no, they were, they were into it. It was good. 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 It was good. It was good. Very good. Did you dress up the Zamboni like the Sooner Schooner or and pull uh, pull a little covered wagon behind it? Or did you just, uh, you know, pray to God that the Zamboni worked? Oh, no, that thing's that thing's humming like a top right now. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. That thing is humming like a top. I've, oh, boy. We, the week before last, we had the NA3 team that's here in Oklahoma City come down and visit us for a couple, three games, so... You know, I got the old Zamboni out back and, you know, I tore the, tore the back of it off and replaced a bunch of parts and had a couple of buddies come up and they replaced some parts on the front of it. And I tell you what, she, she runs like a top right now. <laughs> when you say replaced a couple of parts, you mean they replaced the front, the back, the middle and the four tires and the steering wheel and everything, oh, right? Hey, 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 we, we even, we even went as far as we polished the tires and, and spit shine the rims. I mean, <laughs> The, the thing looks brand new right now. Yeah, well, okay. If anybody's sounds, uh, familiar with sounds it. Sounds brand new, too. Sounds brand new. <laughs> so you can't hear the rubber bands whirring on the inside? No. no yeah. Can't hear the thing, hamster on the wheel? That thing's that thing's a beast. And later on, you know, we forgot to make it in our notes. Later on, you're going to have to ask me about my uh, TV debut. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm going to have to start charging you for my uh, time here on the podcast. <laughs> Because I'm, yeah, I'm a, I'm a TV star now too. So you're a hot commodity, huh? Uh, you know, I, I am, it's getting there. All right. All right. Well, Hey, there's a, that's what we call a tease. That's yeah. what we call a tease. Faye, for those of uh, you who, the 11 listeners who do listen to this podcast and are familiar with how things run at the Blazers Ice Center, um, you'll know that we love to give uh, the Blazers Ice Center a hard time about their Zamboni simply because it's, <laughs> uh, it's an original piece of equipment. It um, is old. Yep, and it's held together with uh, scotch tapes and rubber bands, and um, uh, we just pray that the rust stays on. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nobody touches it, so that that thing uh, continues running. I think the only thing that can be more maddening uh, than that Zamboni uh, would might be the Olympia up there at the uh, Arctic Edge, and yeah. not not because it doesn't work, but because it's it's like um, it's so slow. I mean, it's like watching yes. the sloth from that uh, movie uh, Zootopia, who goes to stamp things. Holy smokes! They need to extend their uh, their uh, intermissions by another couple of minutes just to get that Zam on and off, or that Olympia on and off. Yeah, that my thing. You know, my my Zamboni right now. I gotta everything's brand new on on the under the hood. So you know, <laughs> whatever. I, I'm just telling you, brand brand new meaning it's 1990. Oh, oh. no, all, all brand new. All right. All right. Well, very, yeah. very good. Well, congratulations on a, uh, on a nice little red, white game. And do we Thank need you. anything else we need to do to, uh, button it up to put a ribbon on this thing and tie it off? Or have you, no. had, have you said your piece? Have you cheerleaded away? Yeah. I've, I've, I've shaken my pom poms enough here. Yeah, all right. Well, yeah, yeah. Good for you. Hey, I'm just grateful that it was a, a red, white game and that, uh, you guys didn't play in your, uh, black jerseys. Yeah, play call it the red white game and end up playing in black and whites or something. Yeah, I figured black and yellows or something like that. <laughs> yeah, but. yeah, don't yeah don't don't put it past us because we don't think that far. <laughs> well, um, it, we're, we're taping this little podcast on um, uh, November the seventeenth. It'll be posted up on uh, the eighteenth. Um, and um, let's let's give a little COVID update, if you will, to the ACHA because things have kind of ground to a halt, if you will, in the ACHA. At least uh, from the men's Division One perspective, there are very few teams that are continuing to play. Um, in the fall semester here, we only let's let's start with a baseline of there are seventy two teams uh, in men's Division One. And, uh, here in the fall semester, we only had, I think there was, if I, if my memory serves, we only had 11 teams try to make a go of it. And most of those teams were in the, um, the, the, the upper plains, the, they were, you know, the up in North Dakota, Nebraska, Iowa yeah. area. 
there was a few in Michigan. Uh, there was one uh, that has God on their side out there in Lynchburg, Virginia. <laughs> um, but uh, for the most part, it was the it was Minot State, Jamestown in North Dakota. It was uh, Midland in Nebraska. It was Waldorf in Iowa State in Iowa. And then in um, Michigan, it was Adrian, Lawrence Tech, Clary, Concordia. And then we have Liberty, again, with uh, a little extra special help. Uh, from the big man upstairs, uh, so there weren't there weren't a whole lot of teams playing, but um, um, out of those seventy two, but as we sit here now on November seventeenth, I would say it's fair to say that most everybody except for the two uh, North Dakota teams are done for the fall semester. How about that? Yeah, the Midland. We, did, we, we knew it was coming. Yeah, well, and, and it's kind of kind of wild. The Midland team, um, Midland and Waldorf, full disclosure, play in my B conference, the uh, Midwest College Hockey. I, I, I affectionately call it the B conference. I know it irritates them. But um, <laughs> uh, they made a go of it, and they've played a, a bunch of games, but um, they've also had to, to shut down um, simply because it's, you know, I, I think Midland was able to play six games. Um, Waldorf, I think was able to get in 10. Um, unfortunately I think they lost all 10. Oh, so yeah. I mean, kind of, Oh, I know I take it back eight uh, and the nine, 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 nine. So here we go. Yeah. We've had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven men's division one teams play here in the fall. Iowa state has played a total of six games. They've won all six of those games. And I can tell you, they played four of them against, uh, no. They played, um, yeah, they played four of them against Waldorf and two against Midland. So they they won them all. They won them all. Uh, Midland has played a total of six games, and they play. They went four and two. They played four against Waldorf and two against Iowa State. Jamestown has played um, nine games, as has Waldorf. Jamestown has played a bunch of games against Minot, and they also played a bunch of games, uh, a couple of games against Waldorf. Um, they've also played against um, a men's division two team up in North Dakota called the University of Mary, who's a pretty good little team. And so it's, you know, North Dakota, even though right now it's a COVID hotspot, for some reason they're being allowed to play. And so they're making hay while the sun shines, if you will. Yeah, they're just beating up on each other. Yep. Liberty played three games. They played a, an exhibition game at home, or not an exhibition game, but they played a game at home against a men's division two, North Carolina state. And then they went to Adrian college to play two games this past weekend up there. And, uh, Liberty, not surprisingly won the game against NC state at home and lost both games to Adrian. How about that? Adrian played uh, two games and they swept Liberty, and it was pretty pretty convincing. I, I say that what it was, was that? five two. I think was the first game, and then it was like yeah. six or seven nothing was the next game. Oh, that's yeah. that's a stomping. And then, uh, like I said, Waldorf has played nine games. They've lost all nine. So uh, it, I guess the the silver lining there is one of them was in overtime. So, <laughs> so they almost they almost got there. They almost got there. So that's it. That's all that we've had. And in, in, with the exception of Minot and Jamestown, um, they are shut down here as of November the 17th. I don't think there's any more games scheduled to be played here in the fall semester. And um, like I said, Lawrence Tech and Cleary and Concordia Ann Arbor were supposed to make a go of it in Michigan, but um, they ended up canceling what games they had scheduled for the fall so that's where we stand for the fall 2020 semester not very what is that one two three four five six seven out of 72 so one tenth andrew one tenth i'm not a math major but that's not good that's not good that's not good it's crazy that we're sitting here in november almost december talking about this yep when we were back in feb what was it february march trying to trying to get nationals to go and here we are yeah everybody's everybody's shut down still it's crazy yep yeah not not a whole lot has changed so um now obviously that i mean that's the fall so that leads us to the next logical question what's going on for the spring yeah and uh again let's start with the base of 72 teams in men's division one um we know we know that the seven teams that are we've listed um Minot, Jamestown, uh, Iowa State, Midland, Waldorf, Liberty, Adrian, they're all going to try to make a go of it in the spring. 
Um, so that's seven teams that are going to try to make a run for it in the spring. Um, in the uh, Western Collegiate League, well, there's at least one team we know of that's going to try to make a run for it in the spring, and that's uh, Missouri State. So the Ice Bears in Springfield, um, if the uh, um, authorities, the health authorities, whether it's the state of Missouri or the city of Springfield uh, or whatever county Springfield is in, it's probably Springfield County, um, if they allow them to play, they're going to go. They're going to make a make a run for it and uh, yeah, power hopefully. to them. Hopefully. Yeah, I was going to say more power to them, right? Yep. I know out of the B Conference, um, uh, Maryville and McKendree, uh, they're both out of the suburb, out of the St. Louis area, suburban St. Louis. They're both going to try to make a run for it. So that would be four of the six teams out of the B Conference are going to go. And then uh, remains to be seen what's going to happen with the Western Collegiate League and the rest of the ACHA. Uh, but right now we have eight teams as of today, November 17th, eight teams that have said that they are not going to play in the spring. And unfortunately, uh, one of them is a Western Collegiate League team. Um, so that's uh, it's uh, those eight teams are um, Oswego State out of New York, Cornell up in New York, Syracuse out of New York, Westchester, which is in Philly, uh, Michigan-Dearborn, which is obviously in Michigan, uh, Grand Valley State, which is a new team to Division One this year, they were a powerhouse at Division Two for a long time. Won the national championship at D two, and they moved up to D one this year, so they're out. Um, Illinois State, they play in my B conference, and they, they're in some Bloomington, Illinois. They're out, and then the uh, eighth team, the Western Collegiate League team that has uh, advised that they will not be playing, is Arizona State. So the Sun Devils are uh, not going to be competing in. Uh, spring 2021 so that was um i mean it's from a public health standpoint makes a lot of sense but from a do we want the kids to try to you know you know be able to play and it yeah it just that's a it's a it's a sucky deal i mean i respect the decision i understand the decision i i fully appreciate and and agree with the decision um but you know it's you know it's it's just a, a, a this whole covid thing is just a really sucky situation it is it is we'd like to we'd like to see the kids play right they yeah you know they you know i was talking to somebody yesterday and they were asking me about it and i said you know i said unfortunately i said these kids i said they've worked just as hard as the all the kids that ended up in these big schools on ncaa you know d1 football programs and and basketball and baseball and all that i said you know, I so said these all these kids that we're talking about here. I said they've all worked just as hard to hone their skills and their craft as as all those NCAA kids have done. And I said ultimately they they came up short and didn't go to an NCAA hockey school. I said should they be punished for that and have a season ripped away just just because? I was like I don't think so. You know, so I I would like to I would like to hope that they're giving their their due diligence and and a and at least a fair shot to play. You know. Because yeah. they, because they, because they've definitely worked hard for it to get to this point, right? I don't think anybody's discounting the fact that uh, ACHA student athletes are working hard, and uh, I yep. don't think anybody's discounting that at all. I think, okay. yeah, they they work hard, and they, I mean, truth be told, they probably work a little bit harder than than some of the NCAA sports, just because they don't have all the amenities and the luxuries that those other kids have, right? That's right. A little more of a grind. That's right. I I know the Arizona State. Um, issue came about um you know they're they have rigorous testing for their varsity sports and their football team uh recently had a uh, i think they test three times a week and their football team had uh despite all that testing and all the resources that they throw at prevention um they still there were enough players on the football team that uh, contracted covid that they had uh under the 53 scholarship player limit so they could not field the team, and their head coach got the uh, uh, caught the virus as well. And so uh, when that happened, it's my understanding that's when these club sports folks said, "Okay, yeah, if these, enough's enough." Well, yeah, if these guys with all their resources and um, uh, you know the the attention paid to and the in the care, if they can't avoid the virus, then um, you know sports clubs that don't have those same resources available to them. We, we, you know, we, 
we we can't uh, assure them the same level of care. So uh, yeah, they they took the the smart way. I mean, it's uh, like I said, it sucks. But um, now silver lining, silver lining. Uh, if there is a silver lining to this, one of the players on the Arizona State, uh, uh, I, it's my understanding. Again, this is just a bad rumor, and I, I, I'm, so Andrew, don't repeat this. Okay, this is just between you yeah. and me. Yeah. The Arizona State NCAA varsity team, the He's head coach, the kid. Greg Powers, um, who was a guest on the uh, WCHL podcast recently, mm-hmm. it's my understanding that there is a certain goaltender for Arizona State, who was also a guest on the WCHL podcast, not this season, but last season, um, who might be designated as their emergency guy. So Very nice. Yeah. Now, if you, I don't know if folks have been paying attention to uh, NCAA college hockey, they also have, they only have 61 teams playing the NCAA D1. They've had 10 of them so far as of today. I guess nine and a half because I one of them has wish was uh, you know been wishy washy. I think it's RPI has said we're in and now they're saying nope we're out or we're out and now we're in. I guess it is. I forget. Yeah. But uh, there are ten teams who nine and a half, let's say, um, who have uh, bailed who aren't going to play, and that's like six of the Ivy League teams and. Um, RIT, RPI, Alaska Anchorage. There are some others that, um, but Arizona State is playing. They're playing along with the uh, union. In fact, canceled today. Yeah, Arizona State though is playing a full season, uh, twenty four games, but they're playing every game on the road against uh, the Big Ten. That's cra- that's crazy, isn't it? They just started a twenty two day road trip. Uh, at Michigan, they get to play at Michigan State uh, sometime soon. And anyways, um, this Arizona State goaltender, who's a favorite of the WCHL podcast, it's my understanding, yep. because it's a rumor, we're not going to name him, but it's my understanding. He's going to be going through all the protocols and all the testing, and he's basically going to be on call in Tempe so that if something terrible happens to one of the two goaltenders – He'll they, be he'll be there ready. Yeah, he'll he'll get the call and get on an airplane really quick, and uh, we'll get to that's, dress out in an NCAA hockey game. Oh, that's that's awesome for him. Yeah. Oh, hey, it's RIT. That's wishy washy. R RIT. What's that? Rochester Institute of Technology. Yeah, because the yep. other one's Rensselaer Polytechnical Institute. Yep. So, yeah. anyways, Rochester. Yep. So, silver lining um, for ASU. I mean, the team's gonna can't go and they'll i know that coach tate green and um um his his staff is going to try to find an innovative an innovative way to keep the players occupied during the spring semester uh, just like he did for the fall semester to have them play in that college elite hockey league out of oceanside yep um but uh they won't be playing ACHA hockey and the silver lining is obviously that uh a goaltender from the ACHA men's division one could be the emergency guy for uh, ASU. Yeah. That's, so that'd that's be awesome. awesome right there. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome for him. That's definitely something to keep our eye on. Right. Yeah. And then he, he likes to give me a hard time. Uh, every time I would see him on the road, <laughs> he would, he would poke me in the eye and he'd say, Hey, look at this. It's yeah, we're being graced. So, uh Oh, yeah. celebrity in the house. He would always say, yeah. What do you, yeah. What do you, what do you always say? How do you know an attorney's, how do you know an attorney's lying or something? He's talking or what? Well, I don't remember what his joke was exactly that he always said to you, but yeah, okay, okay. For, I remember that now. Yeah, forget that kid. Yeah. So yes, <laughs> yeah. the heck with him. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot all about those lawyer jokes. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, hey Andrew, let's uh, let's do this. We've rattled on for a little bit. Let's take a uh, little quick break. Let's listen to a horn or something, and then we'll um, let's come back and we'll talk about nationals and some uh, some eligibility issues and then we'll uh just ramble about some other stuff thanksgiving oh we got to ask you about your tv debut huh oh yeah my yeah yeah reality tv star all right here we go hold on what is uh slashing slashing is um like that you know? <clears throat> mm-hmm. and um there's a penalty for that yeah 
Uh, and for a trip also, you know, oh. like that, and mm -hmm. for hook like this, mm -hmm. and uh, for spear, you know, like that. Mm -hmm. All bad. Bad. You do that, you go to the box, you know, uh, two minutes by yourself, and you feel shame, you know, mm -hmm. and then you get free. Well, I don't know about uh, getting free from the podcast, Andrew, but we feel shame for being on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, so. we feel shame for putting these poor people through this. <laughs> hey, let's talk nationals really quick. Um, uh, decision was made to not hold nationals in Boston because of the COVID uh, pandemic that's going on. Yeah, good choice. Uh, good choice. We're looking at an alternate location, and um, I know the bids are due in tomorrow, but uh, I, I know that there are two bids in already. Uh, is there? Mm -hmm. Let me ask you a choice, Andrew. Now, this is just let's play for instance, okay? This okay. is this is. I'm not reporting facts. I'm not giving anything out. I'm not saying this is happening or not. I'm just pulling names out of thin air. Okay. But if you had a choice, Andrew, where would you rather play your national tournament? Would you rather play in St. Louis, Missouri, or would you rather play in Minot, North Dakota? Hmm. Well, you know, last time I was in Minot, North Dakota, the hotel had great entertainment and that wrestling out in the lobby, if you remember that. <laughs> I remember. So, I mean, really, I mean, you know, St. Louis is a great place to go play. It's, what is it, six, seven, eight hours up the road? Yep. So I'd probably choose that, but they're going to have to step it up on the entertainment value. <laughs> you have Emo's <laughs> Pizza in St. Louis. I don't yep. know what you have in, uh, in Minot. Yeah. You have snow at that time of year. You have snow. And lots of it. You have snow. There's no guarantee that the professional wrestling will actually <laughs> be at the hotel again when you go to Minot. <laughs> yeah. oh. Um. So, now, again, that's just a for instance. So, I'm just throwing that out there. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Again, the bids are due tomorrow, and once uh, the bids come in, we'll see where, where things go. But, um, yeah. Yeah, that was. Yeah, I, I, I definitely like St. Louis. Well, that's what I would choose myself, but yeah. I'm kind of centrally, biased. Centrally located, or located, can't even talk, located. It's been a while. You know, it's been a while, yeah. yeah. The, uh, you know, airports would be easy for travel in and out. The uh, Lots of stuff for people to do while they're not at the hockey games. So, yeah. Have you ever that gone up? A, that could be a good choice. Have you ever gone up in the arch, Andrew? I have not. You know, it's kind of wild. Everybody sees the arch, and I never realized that you can actually go up inside of it. Yeah, they have well, a little. Yeah, they have a little tram. It's an elevator. Yeah, a little tram elevator thing. Yeah, in in, in order to get into the tram, you have to go underground. Mm -hmm. In order to get into these little, it's like think of it like peas, like peas in a pod. You have to get into these yeah, circular like, things. Yeah, like well, two man pods almost. Yep, you can get four in there. And then uh, it, it shoots you up and over. And yep. it, it drops you off on one side and you get to go get out uh, on the other. Yeah, it's kind of wild. Yeah, I'm I'm out. <laughs> you're not you're not uh, you're not keen on being a pee in a pod? No, I'm not I'm not in on that at all. All right. Well, you can uh, you know, you can overlook It's funny when you go to the arch because you can look uh, to the west and there's Bush Stadium. And, uh, you know, all of downtown St. Louis. And um, I think you can even see the Scott Trade Center where the Blues play. It's right there. Yep. As I and, say, it's just right there. Yep. And uh, in the, uh, uh, it's not the capital of St. Louis, but it's the, because um, uh, uh, the capital of Missouri is in Jefferson City. It's the, uh, it's uh, like the uh, City Hall. City Hall, thank yeah. you. And uh, it's, it's gorgeous. That's a pretty good sized building, yeah. Yeah, and it's gorgeous. And then that's on one side of the arch, and then you look over to the other side of the arch, and you get to oversee the Mississippi River, a couple of riverboat casinos that are docked along the thing, <laughs> yeah. and then you get to see East St. Louis, which is yuck. East St. Louis, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's nothing but yeah. industrial yeah. and ugh. yeah. Yeah, just blue collar town, and yeah, yeah, it's, it's Not, nothing so, you want to overlook. I'm surprised the arch hasn't fallen over one way with everybody wanting to take a peek uh, <laughs> downtown. Yeah, so yeah, that, that's it's crazy, isn't it? It is. It is. Uh, hey, but we had a, we had a good time. Yeah, we had a good St. time the time good. we went there. Yeah, St. Louis is a fun place. All right, talk to me about Thanksgiving, Andrew. Thanksgiving is coming up. Um, well, I'm I'm going to give thanks that we're have. 
excuse me, having this dumb little podcast and thanks that we have, uh, um, uh, at least so far, knock on wood that we're, uh, being semi-healthy. Yep. Um, so you got to get good health. Yep. I'm looking forward to some blueberry banana cream pie. Oh yeah. T- tell me what, what are you going to have for Thanksgiving? I know last year we did this and you, you came up with some horrid stuff that you like to eat. No, I'm, I'm, I'm not a big Thanksgiving dinner person. So, yeah. you know, my, my wife was putting the gears to me the other day about what I wanted. And I was like, you know what? Let's just order Domino's. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. So, so it, it, that went, that did two things for me. One, it got me out of Thanksgiving dinner and two, it got me out of giving ideas for Thanksgiving dinner. So in <laughs> three, you're now living in the shed. Yeah, yeah, I'm in the garage tonight, but it, it's okay. <laughs> All right. Well, for some reason, I thought you were like, uh, you know, a jellied cranberry sauce type of guy or something god awful. Oh, oh, God, no, that those cranberry things, those that gelatin that takes the form of the can when mm-hmm. it, oh, oh, God, no, it's all, mm-hmm. oh, all right. oh. All right. All right. All right. Well, we're going to have some green bean casserole and um, some. Uh, mashed potatoes with some brown gravy we don't deal with turkey gravy and uh, we'll have a nice big 20 pound bird and uh yeah well, I'm, I'm looking forward to it hopefully some good football on the on the on the tube now, and uh yeah it should be a good time now what about this I, this may be what about what's your thoughts on the giblet gravy giblet gravy yeah have you ever heard of it uh well i've dealt with giblets and i've made gravy from the giblets um, mm. but, uh, no, I'm not, I'm not a big fan of turkey gravy. Oh yeah. No, that was, that was, yeah. That was always the family thing. The giblet gravy. Oh, oh yeah. Mm. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, we're also going to do, uh, um, a pecan pie from our favorite, uh, we, you know, I had to talk to the people down at fields in Paul's Valley, Oklahoma, see if they'll be willing to sponsor us. Um, do you buy enough from them? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> they make the world's best pecan pie. If yeah. you ever, if 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 any teams when when the COVID days are over, if anybody's listening and you come to Oklahoma, be sure to go get yourself a uh, Fields pecan pie. Not Mrs. Fields. It's Fields. It's the Fields family, and it is the absolute best pecan pie in the world. See, I'm not a I'm not a pecan pie guy. Oh, Andrew. I'm either. Key lime or coconut cream or uh, my uh, grandmother's recipe for apple pie. Yeah. That's the only way to go. Apple pie is good for Thanksgiving. Now, key lime and coconut cream, they're not really pilgrimy type things, nor eh, Indian-y yeah. type things. So, yeah. You know. my, my grandmother always knew she had, what does she have, five or six grandsons? Yeah. And then five son-in-laws. So she always knew which pies we we liked so she'd always have these things made up ahead of time and have them ready and she always made me a coconut cream pie and then she had a special recipe of her own that a special kind of apple pie that shredded actually shredded the apples instead of apple chunks or whatever you want to call it yeah they uh so she always had those two ready for me my other cousins who cares they didn't eat my pies so it didn't matter what they wanted <laughs> that's why they're cousins right <laughs> yeah yeah and and give them a freaking beating if they even came close to my stuff so <laughs> well that sounds like a good grandma for you mm-hmm. she took mm-hmm. care of you that's what grandma's do yep she took care of all of us yeah very very nice all right andrew so uh for the 11 listeners out there or the 12 listeners uh we know not to go to andrew's house for thanksgiving because he's going to be having nothing but pizza so you might it's a it's a good alternative you might you might come see me all right what are you doing to kill time these days since we're uh few and far between here on podcasts and we're not playing hockey well the past two weekends my wife has had me out putting christmas lights up around the house (laughs) so the the weekend before last i got to i got to put the christmas lights up outside the uh of course you know me the uh they worked last year when I took them down, so why wouldn't they work this year when I put them back up? Oh, geez. Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I spent a whole Saturday and Sunday putting them up, firing them up, waited till it got dark, went outside to look at it. Half of them aren't. Half of them don't work. Nice. Way to go, Clark oh, yeah. Griswold. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Half of them, and it's all the ones in the toughest spot on the roof line, right, that aren't working. So, <laughs> yeah, I've been up there, uh, yeah, this week, yeah, 
actually today on the 17th, I've been up out on the roof working on them until we got ready to do the podcast. And yeah, Christmas tree's up in the living room already. So we already got that going. We've already got the Christmas village in the house up and running. So yeah, we're, we're full on hundred percent Christmas mode around here. Do you already have your advent calendar going? Well, if we have maybe two of them, you know, so we can, we can get enough days in there. <laughs> I was going to say, come on. It's, it's, you know, the, one of the things that bothers me, and this is, this is just an American thing. And, and please allow me to be an old man and gripe for a second. <laughs> Cut. We have seasons for a reason, right? <laughs> we don't celebrate Thanksgiving before Halloween. We don't celebrate Christmas before Thanksgiving. Santa comes at the end of the Thanksgiving day parade. That's when Santa mm-hmm. first shows up. So, I mean, I applaud you for getting your Christmas lights up and running, but the fact that they're turned on, <laughs> you know, is, is, is a, it's, it's a foul. It's a party foul. The well, fact I, that you have I, your Christmas tree up already in your Christmas yep. village up already, and you're probably humming yep. Christmas music already oh. is a party foul. I mean, <laughs> you need to wait till after, after Thanksgiving. Hey, you're, you're preaching to the choir on this, but, but my wife, the boss, you know, I just, I just do as I'm told around here. If, if, if we celebrate Christmas all year round, the Christmas season is not special. You know, I, I gave, I gave Christine a hard time because, you know, when I was trying to put the Christmas lights up, I kept tripping over the Halloween pumpkins. So <laughs> I, I, I told her, I said, you know, something's got to give here. You know, you can't, I can't be tripping and break my neck over the Halloween pumpkins trying to put up your Christmas lights. So, yeah. <laughs> so just crazy. You know. Yeah. Oh, well, all right. So, so Christmas lights, huh? Yeah. Yeah. You're not I'm only, yeah, there, I've probably got, there's probably two dozen houses already in the neighborhood up and running. Oh, I'm the, I'm the fourth house on my block on my street. That's up and running with Christmas lights. Yeah, well, how about that? You 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 live in a in a questionable neighborhood there, Andrew. I'm telling you. Oh, there's no, yeah, there's no doubt about that. Yeah, I mean, holy smokes! I mean, people don't have uh, people don't have their priorities straight. They need to uh, need to wait, 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 wait. Have it up, but don't turn the don't turn the lights on. Oh, we're we're burning and turning here that's oh for sure gosh. all right so you're not binge watching anything on television or uh you're just uh, focusing on christmas well yeah we're we are watching the west wing right now on on netflix oh there you go yeah that's a great little show yeah well hey let's not get political but that is a good little show isn't it yeah it is a good little show my uh my my daughter and my wife love that show cam the ram and uh, la jefa they both love that show <laughs> yeah in uh, in fact, we we watched together the uh, recent uh, West Wing episode that they enacted on HBO Max, which was pretty good. Yeah, yeah, we're we're watching that, and then we're watching another show called the the Morning Show with Steve Carell and Jennifer Aniston. Yes, boy, look at you getting all in Apple TV. Well, hey, Andrew, yeah. Andrew, welcome to 2019. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. Right. The Morning Show is yeah. excellent. Yeah, we're on episode, we haven't watched it in a while. I want to say we're in three or four or five episodes, maybe. All right. So, all right. All yeah. Right. Who, who's your uh, out of, I forget, because, uh, you know, I actually watched the morning show when it came out, um, as opposed to, you know, like a year or two later, like you're doing. Um, <laughs> yeah. But uh, who's your who's your favorite uh, character now from the morning show, or your favorite actor or actress? Oh, you can't go, you can't go against Jennifer Aniston. Okay. Okay. That's a, that's a party foul right there, isn't it? No, no, no. She's overrated. (laughs) Um, I I like Billy Crudup. Um, he is, he is an excellent actor and, um, I've always enjoyed him. He was, he was great in, uh, almost famous. He was, uh, I actually saw him in one of his very early movies called the high low country, which was, I mean, if you really want to go deep and back, that was when uh, Penelope Cruz made her uh, motion picture debut, and she was awesome, along with um, Sean Penn's brother. Oh, what was his name? Michael Penn? Christopher Penn. Chris, yeah. And, uh, yeah, what a, what a great little... If, if uh, the, Here, we're going to go down a rabbit hole really quick. Max Evans is one of my favorite authors. He's out of New Mexico, 
and he writes a lot of stuff about southwestern uh, or, or north um, southwestern United States, but specifically northern New Mexico, northern Arizona. And the high-low country is all about that. And it's an excellent yeah. movie. Billy Crudup is excellent. Billy Crudup can do no wrong. Um, Big Fish, um, Almost Famous, The Morning Show. He is, I think he's great. So good for you that you're watching that. Yeah, yeah. Christine likes him. Yeah, Christine likes him, the way he stirs it up. Yeah, well, he's 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 kind of like me and kind of like you, just kind of matter of fact. Yep, yeah, doesn't mince words. Yeah, I like that. He must be a Sagittarius. <laughs> yeah, so he's he's something. Here at my house on Netflix, we watched uh, Mucho Mucho Amor, the story of Walter Mercado, who was, uh, if anybody's ever paused or passed by uh, uh, Hispanic TV, um, you've seen this uh, Liberace-looking guy who gives out the horoscopes for everybody, and um, uh, that was Walter Mercado. So we saw a great little story there. We've also uh, been, I mean, this, I'm I'm just a nerd, so uh, forgive me. <laughs> I enjoy The Mandalorian on Disney Plus, and uh, so I'm really enjoying season two of that. It's nothing more than a Western. That's all it is. It's Clint Eastwood, basically, in space. So I get a kick out of that. So, uh, yeah, I'm enjoying that. I ran out of my, you know, again, nerd. Um, I really enjoyed the Witcher series on Netflix, and I read, so I grabbed all the books, and, uh, you know, because reading is so much better than seeing it on TV, unless, of course, it's Jennifer Aniston. Uh, it's <laughs> yeah. much better to see about see her than read about her um but uh yeah so the witcher has has been kind of uh we're ready for season two to show up for that yeah we're having a good time uh trying to make the best out of a crappy situation here in this covid times yeah yeah so yeah, andrew we- tell us tell us all about your tv debut uh yeah and b- which by the way I, i'm gonna have to get a uh, talent release signed from you <laughs> and we're going to have to negotiate pay on this thing now. Okay. Okay. Well, maybe I'll yeah. bring you an extra Christmas bulb or something. Yeah. Yeah. Bring me a, bring me a strand of lights and we'll call it, we'll call it a day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So what, what were you on? Like John TV or something or. Yeah. John TV. Yeah. And, and, and now with Andrew, no. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, my name's Chris Hansen. <laughs> yep. Have a seat over here, Andrew. The, uh, no, I got a call probably, oh, let's see, probably, probably about eight months ago. Um, I got a call from a, a lady out in Los Angeles looking for a Zamboni, a used Zamboni to buy. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah we're, circling, a, we're circling back to the Blazers Ice Center Zamboni. Yeah. Yeah. No, same, same reaction you just had. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I was just kind of like, oh, okay. Like. Like what's going on? And so she kind of explained to me and, uh, I don't know how people are familiar. There's a, the, oh, was it called? Uh, the 405, um, street outlaws TV show. And they've done spin, they've done spinoffs, Memphis and Chicago and LA and, and all kinds of different little spinoff shows off of it. Um, but the guys that drive the orange truck farm, farm truck and Asian and Asian. Yep are their names. They're, uh, they're here in Oklahoma city and she got to explain it that they're going to do a little spinoff show. Um, it's not on TV right now. Um, they're, they're recording all the episodes and building all the material for whatever you want to call it as we speak. And one of the things they're going to do is they want to take a Zamboni and modify it to make it a 10 second street racer. And of course, you know, I mean, I was just kind of like, well, you know, my my Zamboni's not a ten second street racer, but you know, and, <laughs> but it can be. Yeah, and she kind of, you know, kind of, it didn't really go anywhere, right? Kind of just kind of fell off the map. And then two weeks ago, three weeks ago, sitting at my desk, phone rings, pick it up, and it's a producer for this show, and he he introduces himself, and I'm, and he's kind of telling me what's going on, and I kind of let him talk for a minute, and then I said, let me guess, you guys are going to try to soup up a Zamboni and turn it into a street racer. And he's like, oh, you've heard about it. And I, so I, I told him what I knew. And he said, well, here's what we need to do. He said, we've teamed up with the Vegas Knights. And they've done a bunch of filming out in Las Vegas for different scenes and stuff. Um, and I kind of got the hint that Las Vegas was probably going to be flipping most of the bill for the for the TV show for souping up the Zamboni. And uh, they needed to do some action shots on the ice with a Zamboni here in Oklahoma city. 
So long story short, I he said, would you be willing to make a cameo in the in the show and and help out a little bit? And I was like, yeah, sure, whatever. Didn't think it would happen. And sure enough, he comes in a week later, has me sign all the paperwork, and and here they come. So I've got I've got the whole LA production crew in Blazers Ice Center. I've got Farm Truck and Asian in Blazers Ice Center. I'm standing there, mic'd up. And I have to go uh, talk to these guys on camera. And yeah, I'm I'm probably going to be in three, four minutes of it. Jeez. Oh, How about that? Well, I got to tell you, farm truck and Asian are, are kind of funny. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how much they are in terms of racing. Uh, because as, as, I, as I recall, there was other guys that were at the top of the race top of the list yeah. if you will on the street outlaws and farm truck and asian were always <laughs> down at the bottom oh yeah because they yeah if you look at their if you look at their website and look at their stuff like they build stupid stuff that they <laughs> that they try to go race yeah they're there more like, for they're there more for comedy and for yeah, uh, oh yeah they they're yeah. well they're like you and i they don't take anything serious hey wait a second right? hold on hold on <laughs> yeah 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 they're, well, very they're cool to, yeah so i'll yeah it's i asked the guy and they're thinking they're going to get it all finished and try to release it sometime around the start of the NHL season. Kind of go, kind of stick with that. So he's going to keep me posted and let me know when my big TV debut is going to be. <laughs> How about that? Well, that's uh, congratulations. That's pretty. That's yeah. that's a better story than I expected, Andrew. I got to admit, that? that's a better story than I expected. How about that? You can say you knew me when. Well, you know. You know, I, I fully expect that this is kind of going to be a, uh, you know, a star is born type of a moment. It is. And uh, the Discovery Channel will recognize uh, the the hidden talent, the raw hidden talent that they have in Andrew Majorkirth, and they will probably sweep you away to L.A. to uh, some glorious uh, show where you, you know, drive the Zamboni to a storage facility, do bid on, um, you know. <laughs> yeah. While it, while it's on fire, yeah. While, yeah, while the Zam is on fire, uh, to to bid on uh, you know expired storage units or maybe to uh, flip houses or uh, something with the Zamboni. So uh, who all, knows? Maybe I can, maybe they'll encourage you to have more kids and you can be like uh, Andrew plus one or Andrew plus ten or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Andrew Andrew plus ten. The uh, all I can say is the guys that have filmed many of Discovery Channel shows had to do two or three pieces to get their thing right i knocked my scene out in one shot so you know <laughs> r- r- raw unadulterated pure god-given talent right there that's all i can say uh would you like the um would you like the alternate um uh, theory on that one yeah my scene's probably going to be cut out and you <laughs> yeah. won't see me but <laughs> it is what it is the scenes that <laughs> mattered were, re- were were shot over and over the <laughs> <laughs> yeah the, just, the the fluff the b-roll was just okay we got it thanks let's move uh, on i'm just i'm just saying pure talent right there <laughs> they, and they they knew it when they saw it asian and now a- asian spells his name weird doesn't he it's like a-z-i-n or something like that yeah a-z-n yeah a-z-n there you go in farm truck farm truck is this old guy who's got to be what every bit of 65 70 uh he's probably he's probably in his late 50s early 60s probably okay. looking at him and um it's questionable about their relationship it is uh, you know whether they have a personal relationship uh a private personal relationship or if it's just a business personal relationship yeah but, uh, yeah many, that, many people that, have asked about it not that there's anything wrong with that yeah um but to each their uh, own right <laughs> to each their own but uh well very good look at you wow we 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 can say we knew you when yeah you knew me when yeah. When you, Andrew, all I ask is that when you list your name on the Internet Movie Database website, imdb.com. Oh, it's, oh, it's going to be Big Sugar for sure. Well, okay. When it lists Big Sugar, I hope that, um, please, right after the uh, one episode of you and the Farm Boy and Asian show, <laughs> that you list your appearances here on the WCHL podcast. Uh, yeah. It, I'll make sure I get that on IMDb. Throw, throw us a little bit of sugar there, would you? Yeah. Yeah. I'll try. And and then maybe maybe what we can look forward to is in any uh, TV shows like if they ever redo the Six Million Dollar Man or Hawaii Five O or <laughs> Magnum and they're in need of a Zamboni guy, you're the go to guy. I'm in. 
They I'm just in. hey, let's call the Zamboni dude. He's there. I'm in. He's I'm old. in. I'm I'm trying to work my way into more episodes here because I I told him when they started tearing into this thing that that I was a little bit of a Zamboni mechanic myself. And I'd be interested to to see what they're doing. So I'm trying to work my way into more episodes. So I'll let you know how that goes. You'd be better off, I think, with Storage Wars and tell them, hey, we've got some <laughs> we've got some lockers here at the rink that haven't been opened in a long time. <laughs> you want yeah. to bid on these? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I'm I'm trying to work. I'm trying to backdoor in. So we'll we'll see how that goes for me. Oh my gosh! All right. Well, hey. Yeah. Um. Let's let's uh, let's do a couple of things. Number one, there's not an awful lot of hockey going on. Uh, but obviously, <laughs> we can watch. Uh, yeah, obviously. Um, if you're interested, watch former ACHA and Western Collegiate Hockey League uh, two-time champion and coach of the year, Greg Powers. His team is, uh, like I said, they're on the road trip from hell. Um, and uh, th- I think they're playing this week, uh, let's see, Thursday, Friday at uh, Michigan State. So you can find it on like the Big Ten Network or ESPN Plus or something like that. Check your local listings. Um. Yeah. We've changed uh, here just a little inside baseball here on the podcast. We've changed our host provider. So, we're, we, Andrew, in addition to your superstardom. Yeah, we're, in, we're moving up. We're moving up in the world here. We're now uh, a part of the uh, Captivate family of podcasts. And so you can, uh, in addition to getting us on SoundCloud and Stitcher and, and um, Apple, uh, iTunes, you can also find us on... God, now I'm going to forget all these things, but it's like Spotify and uh, uh, t- uh, TuneIn and uh, yeah. uh, Playlist FM, and there's all sorts of funky little things that we're on now. So basically, wherever you get your podcast from, you can find us. Hey, so just like, just like how we normally operate, nice and slow, we're there, taking over. There you go. It's uh, it's kind of, actually kind of kind of cool, and um, so we're looking forward to being part of the. Uh, in the captivate family of podcasts here and so um it's i'm just trying to think uh what what else we got going on here here you know what i'm I'm looking at it now we're on apple Podcasts. we're on spotify i think we're on google Podcasts. i don't know but we are definitely on amazon music and so you can check us on your audible and the amazon alexa devices I said that, and my Alexa did not go off, so hmm, I guess that's good. <laughs> Lucky you. We're on Podcast Index, uh, Player FM, uh, Deezer, which connects 14 million monthly active listeners. Uh, we're also on Stitcher and TuneIn and some other uh, aggregators out there. So, uh, yeah, we're, we're going big time here. The way, the way we're rolling, our listeners are going to have to say they knew us when, right? The, the distribution, well, especially you now, since you're going to be a, uh, <laughs> a you know, reality channel superstar. Mm-hmm. You and your Zamboni. Yeah, how about that? So, uh, mm-hmm. so yeah, we, we appreciate uh, everybody listening. Um, tell your friends and family um, about our terrible little podcast here. If you have any questions, feel free to uh, shoot us um, an email or um, hit us up on Twitter. You can, uh, let's see here, the Twitter account is Western CHL. That's for the conference. And we're, I'm, Andrew, I'm going to get the WCHL podcast Twitter account going too. That's at WCHL pod. Um, let's see, you can hit, uh, hit us up on Facebook at Western CHL. Uh, we have our terrible little website, westernchl.com. What else do we have there going on, Andrew? I think you've just about covered it all. That's right. You're at Stickford AM on Twitter. I'm at Blend with two Ds, B-L-E-N-D-D on uh, on Twitter. So if you want to get us that way, um, I think that's about it, man. We've yeah. just proud. We have no hockey, but we still found time to kill for an hour. Yeah, that's we're talented right there. <laughs> I'm sorry. Hey, I'll tell you yeah, this. Poor uh, people. Poor people. Yeah, we apologize to the 12 or 11 listeners that we have. Um, I'll tell you this, we're going to have, um, uh, we're going to continue with our, uh, series on, uh, looking at the new teams that are coming in. UNLV's head coach, Anthony Veneri Greener is going to be on a, he'll be a special guest on the podcast here pretty soon. So that's something to look forward to. We're also going to talk to some uh, other new additions, um, uh, maybe get, uh, an assistant coach up at, uh, Missouri state. He's brand new to the WCHL. We might have him on so he can talk about the uh, coaches cup since he won it. 
Yeah, very nice. Yep. I think he's been demoted, but he won it. <laughs> yeah. 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 So I think he's now living in Jeremy Law's basement as opposed to... <laughs> nice. Yeah, but uh, anyway, so yeah, let's, uh, let's give us something to look forward to. Andrew, I yeah. hope you have a great Thanksgiving. You and your uh, Domino's pizza and your yeah. dumb Christmas lights that are on way too early. Yep, I'm, they're burning right now looking we, at them. We hope that uh, everybody has a, uh, has a great and a very safe Thanksgiving. Stay safe, wear a mask, wash your hands. Um, uh, this This thing... Not not getting political, just science. It's not good, and um, so we want everybody to uh, be able to stick around. If we play in the spring or if we start playing in fall of twenty twenty one, we want to see you at the rink again. So, uh, yep. uh, please take it seriously, Andrew. Any other final thoughts before we get the heck out of here? No, I think I have thought it all out. All right. Well, I'm going to hit the magic button here, and then you can rock and roll us out of here. Here we go. All right, everybody. Have a great holidays coming up. Stay safe. Be healthy. Wash your hands. Wear a mask. We'll catch you on the flip side. <laughs>